0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Uh, The show where you get to hear about people, places, and things from my perspective. A blind life. Um, I'm doing a Victor's Thoughts segment today, except it's going to be a full episode, and I'll, I'll explain why in a minute. Um actually now that i think about it i don't think since i started the victor's thoughts i don't think they've ever been short thoughts what can i say i've got a lot to say i've got a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and i have to get them out so yeah you know if you like what you're about to hear go hit that subscribe button and maybe give us a like and share it. If you think somebody else can use some of what I'm talking about. And uh, don't forget to listen to us on podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And uh, if you're on the distribution lists, I'm on, look for the Dropbox folder for the episodes. And if you don't like using these other platforms, uh today I'm talking about something I've readily experienced and lately it's come to the forefront. The apathy of the human race is unbelievable. Um, For those who don't know my history with my guide dog, in the first six months of having her, we needed to get trained on a couple of our street crossings here. She actually took me diagonally through an intersection, and not a single car stopped, not a single car beeped, not a single car turned down their window and said, sir, you're in the middle of the street. They just waited until I went by, then zoomed right by. That's perplexing all on its own. But when you add the fact that I've got a guide dog with me. Even if they don't give a shit about me. Don't they care about the fucking dog? And they just drive right on by. I was crossing the street one time on my Juno walk. For those who don't know, it's an initial walk that... The guide dog trainers do with you so they can see how you walk, your, your gait, your, whether you're steady, stuff like that. And I was having trouble on one of the crossings because they just started new construction on the side that I needed to cross to. Needless to say, I started walking down the center of the street not knowing it. Well, out comes this gentleman. Who I'm very grateful for, who decided to help me. And do you know how he was repaid? He was repaid because he made a mistake and didn't put his car all the way in the park second uh, in the park gear. He put it in reverse, and the car just slipped right back into another car and caused an accident. So you might even say, good deeds don't go unpunished. But it's stuff like that that really scares the fuck out of me. There are nine billion people in this world. And it would seem that maybe a quarter of them, maybe even less, I don't know the exact numbers, actually care about each other. The other three quarters are apathetic or are interested. But they don't care unless it's happening in their own backyard. And even if it is happening in their own backyard. They just look on and watch. Unless it's affecting their, their own lifestyle or causing them pain. Yeah, people just stand there and watch. I just read an article about a woman in Britain who was in line at a grocery store. And a young kid collapsed behind her. And do you know what all those people in the line did? They just stood there and watched. Oh, sure, they remarked, oh, look, that kid is on the floor. He fell, blah, blah, blah. But they did absolute jack. And that's the kind of world we live in, where a person would rather watch something happen than get involved. How many times do we have gang violence in neighborhoods? And people are too afraid to come forward because they don't want to get involved. I mean, would you stand there while Buddy was across the street beating on his wife? Here's a better question. Would you just stand there if Buddy was across the street beating on his 10-year-old kid? Because that's what I'm liking it to. It's the same thing. Whether it's a woman, whether it's a child, whether it's two guys fucking brawling. Or kicking the shit out of each other. Nobody wants to get involved. Granted, they could get hurt, but why can't they call the cops? Why can't they get a security guard or something? No. They just stand there and watch to see who wins. And some ruthless people actually sit there and bet on the outcome, actually. It's that bad. So, most states and even Canada has what's called a Good Samaritan law, meaning you can be charged if you are a witness. To a criminal act. And don't report it. Especially if a person. Is in imminent danger. Of self hurt. Or hurt the hurt of others. You can actually be charged. For just standing there. And not doing anything. The problem is. Uh, the cops don't enforce it. In fact nobody enforces it. Well, they might enforce it in big cities somewhere there or, or another. But let's be honest, how many times have you heard on the paper that somebody got arrested for just standing and watching a fight? I mean, I know papers and newspapers are going the way of the dinosaur, but. Have you ever read anything about that? I honestly believe people should be charged with accessory for murder, accessory for homicide, accessory for battery, accessory for armed robbery. If they just stand there and do nothing, they should be charged because nobody gets the message. Nobody gets the message. I also just heard last week that I think it was the governor of Texas is planning to reopen Texas. He's done away with the mask mandate. Why? At what point in the U.S. status does it say that the U.S. is out of danger? I mean, even up here, we're doing it slowly. We're getting opening stuff slowly. But not in Texas. Nope. I guess the guns protect them from that, too. Personally, I think it's fucking stupid to open up Texas when the pandemic is still raging, Vaccinations aren't getting anywhere yet. And how many of those people are actually going to run for a vaccination? There aren't too many, I can guarantee you that. So I've had I've had experience with that. About a decade ago, for example, my wife was driving down the street. And she was stopped in traffic. While she was stopped in traffic, she noticed that there was a major accident. And somebody was hurt. Now, she was two or three cars back. Cars were all around. Yet nobody got out to help the people in the car. Except her. It happened to my sister too. I don't remember when that was, but it happened to her too. She got out and braced the woman's back so her back wouldn't be broken. While she was sitting in the car waiting for an ambulance. But nobody else did that. Why? Why did nobody else do that? My sister doesn't have any special training. My wife does, yes, but not my sister. She just thought it would be important to help. In fact, I think that's indicative of my entire family and my wife. That's been my outlook on life. That we are here to help each other, not to help ourselves. Because as much as we want to help ourselves, what we're helping ourselves to is going to end at some point. The world like that is fucked up. I started this channel... Sorry, folks, bear with me. I started this channel because I remember how I felt. 18 years ago, when I lost my sight I felt useless. As a matter of fact, today I still feel useless. I went from a fully functional adult with vision, driving my own car, to a no one who lost his job because he went blind who had to stay home, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But yeah, I remember how I felt 18 years ago. Did I deserve to go blind? You fucking betcha. The fact is I was careless in my younger days. I didn't care about my health. I didn't look after it. I thought the almighty dollar was more important. And to my detriment, it took my eyes away. For a good year. I felt awful. I didn't feel like I would get out of that abyss. In fact that abyss was so deep. I couldn't see the light of day. Literally and figuratively. Then one day. I got up the gumption to fix a faucet in my laundry room. And, uh, sorry, folks. Um, I got the gumption to fix a faucet in my laundry room. And I had no, how to, no idea how to do it blind. So I started looking up, you know, handyman procedures for fixing faucets, blah, blah, blah. And everything was visual. I couldn't see anything, couldn't see the videos, couldn't see the pictures. In fact, Home Depot had a how-to got manual for fixing various things in your home that I owned. That was useless. But I finally did a, a search for blind handyman. And to my surprise, I got something. It was a radio show on ACB radio called the Blind Handyman Show. It featured Phil Parr as the host, Don Patterson, and Don Shaw as the co-hosts. All three had a visual impairment of some kind. And they were telling people how to do this stuff. Blind. They were telling people turn this and twist that and lift this. And he did it all from an actual studio that he built in his own home. Sorry. I misspoke. I think it might have been outside his home. But yeah, he had a wonderful voice. I mean, he did have a broadcast history. For radio. And it drew me in. In fact, from the blind handyman sprung a show called Blind Like Me. And it was basically what I do. Sit there and interview different people all over the world. Where Phil only did blind people... I do whoever I can get my hands on. Because no matter what they're going through. There's got to be someone else out there. in nine billion people who's going through the same thing. So I talk to them about their lives. to give other people an idea of what they can do to help themselves when Phil Parr died although he cancelled his show way before he died (sighs) something was lost from the world. shows were still going around on on uh, oh, what's the word? Um, no, it was being rebroadcast in various places, kind of like Gillian's Island, even though it was filmed way back when. was pretty much still rolling in the 80s in fact i think it's still rolling in the 90s and the 2000s and hell i think i saw it on netflix at one point reruns that's it thank you thank you my mind just caught up um but yeah his show was on reruns and Even then, even though he stopped the program and decided to stop doing it, it still kept going because it still helped people. You may not believe this, but things like that help people. I I, I could sit here all day and talk about a particular topic or subject, whether it be psychiatric conditions, mental or manic Monday, whether it be sex or fucking. But it's just someone lecturing. I talk to people to get the real story. And that's why I started this channel. That's why I started this show. So I could Maybe step in and try to do what Phil did. God rest his soul. Step in and interview people and show the world that, hey, they're people just like us. But you know what happened? People don't want to interview. Oh, sure. I've been given lots of reasons. You know. I've been given reasons that rumors are going around about me. They don't like what was being said about me. They're too scared of how they'll come off. Are too worried about their image. They don't realize that it is precisely that bad image that will help people know that they don't have to hide in the shadows. If they aren't normal. And who's to say what the fuck is normal? Better question, who the fuck are you to say who what's normal? We marginalize these people because they're different. Fuck, I've been marginalized my whole life. In school, I was picked on because I I wore really thick glasses. I was overweight. That pretty much continued into my adulthood. And... Was, a good, was it a good thing? I don't know. I know I wouldn't have the baggage that I have right now. My, go- my daughter, thank God, didn't have to go through that. She wore glasses at the same age I did, two years old. She was overweight her whole Life. But no one made fun of her. At least not that I'm aware of. She never told me. And I would have fucking killed anybody who made fun of her. That's how important she is to me. But she never told me about anything. She had the most amazing set of friends. In fact, she has a good set right now, the Fabulous Five. And she keeps in contact with them. Always. They went to school with her in grade school. And even though they went to separate high schools... You still keep in touch. Now that is fucking friendship. That is brotherly, sisterly friendship. When I left my wife a year ago, These friends of hers came down to comfort her. Physically. In the middle of a pandemic, they said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to comfort my best friend. Because that was more important than their own safety. But the rest of the world is not like that, why? Why do we have separate organizations? I mean, the deaf have an organization, yet They got closed captioning and sign language interpreters on screen way before we had descriptive video. Why? It's because the blind are so fucking fractured. They're so separated in their ideals... They can't agree that we need this or that. They just assume that everyone is like them. And that's another reason I started my channel. So people aren't like that. Assuming that everyone is like them. Because people aren't. They're worth knowing. Whether you like it or not. The world of man is always going to have poverty, it's always going to have health problems, it's always going to have deaf people, blind people, people with cerebral palsy, people with multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy. And how we treat those people is more telling than how we treat our neighbors. Do you stand by and watch a person in a wheelchair have trouble with their wheelchair? Or do you offer to help? Fucking bystanders. And yet we just stand there, just watching. I gotta tell you, I'd rather die than do that. I would rather help someone. I would rather my life count for something. And that leads me to... Talking about my channel. I'm not sure I can keep going with it. I honestly don't think I can because of human apathy and indifference to each other. I ask for an interview and people say, oh, yeah, it's not not ideal with our brands. What do you mean? You're a person, aren't you? Aren't you a human being? Fuck your brand. How about doing the human thing? But it's that almighty dollar. And I've always believed you get rid of money and you get rid of 99.999% of the fucking problems in this world. No more luxuries. Everyone has to help everyone. But yet people like Donald Trump still exist. Who just want to line their own pockets. that's another reason I'm not sure I can continue with my channel. The fact is, I can't afford something. Yes, I'm paying for it. In fact, I'm paying for a lot of things out of my own pocket. And I'll be honest, at some point, my daughter's going go to you know, go to school. And that leaves me without a computer and a webcam, and I won't be able to do my show. Oh, I could probably rig up a $2 laptop. I'll sound like shit, but I could do it. But is it worth it? When I'm the only one who wants to help people. This past year, I got a crash course in selfishness. I got a crash course in self-absorption. And it wasn't pleasant. No matter how you look at it. Yeah, you've heard lies about me. You've heard all kinds of things about me. And I've chosen not to address those things because if you want to believe that, believe it. If you actually want to know me, then come up and meet me. Talk to me. Don't talk to me about what happened. I won't talk about it. I won't tell you. But come on over and get to know me. Instead of just standing there and listening to what you're told. Because as much as you want to just stand there, do you know if it's real, if it's the truth, or is someone telling you some things to make themselves look better? That's a way of life for people. They tell you things in a way that makes them look better. Truth be told, I used to do it when I was younger. But I think I'm matured enough that I don't care what people think about me. I do, however, care about what I think of myself. And if I can't live with myself, what's the point of living at all? And I put it to you people who are declining my interviews because you're too worried about how you're going to come off or you're too worried that your life is boring or uninteresting or that you don't have a presence. I don't care about that. I really don't care about you. I want to hear about your life. Not someone's made up life. Not a made up life that's going to help no one. I want to hear about your life. If I had people. Who are going through a similar process. Of losing their sight so late in life. 18 years ago. I probably wouldn't have gotten so down. I probably wouldn't have felt so bad. But I didn't want to go out. I wanted to just stay home and lie in bed and just sleep the rest of my life away. Or better yet, just hide in a dark corner somewhere where no one could see me. In fact, one of the things I used to do was go to parties that my wife invited me to. Well, we were both invited and the two of us just went. But I always took my MP three player because no one talked to me except to ask if I was okay. No one felt was important enough to talk to. I was sure I could have made a scene. Gotten everybody's attention. In fact it's something I'm known for. But I don't want to be known as the party clown. I just want to be known as a human being. Who helps other people. Isn't so self-absorbed. Isn't thinking of just themselves when they go through life. Because that's not me. And I hope if you're tuning into my channel, that's not you. Because ladies and gentlemen, without you, there is no channel. Without your help, that person down the street, in that other city, in that other country, thinks they're alone because you're not saying anything. Is that the mark you want to leave on the world? I'll tell you if it is. Fuck you. You have the potential to help someone, and it won't cost you a cent. In fact, I'm the one paying the bill, footing the bill for it. All I want is a few words. And how much is that costing you? Apparently, too much. So, where do we go from here? Is the world doomed because we're so indifferent? Because our apathetic lives are so disingenuous. I got to tell you, as long as we have money, that's going to be the case. Big Pharma is developing medicines, not because they want to help people, but because they're looking for the almighty dollar. Bill Gates is developing software not to help people, but to put money in his pocket. I don't know if he's actually still doing that, honestly. Zuckerberg is. That Amazon guy is. He had a chance to... Helped so many people during this pandemic. But his business was more important. And these are people we look up to. Why do we look up to them? I'll tell you why, because because we want to be just like them, we want that easy life, we want that extra money in our bank accounts, we want to be able to buy that pleasure boat, Or that fancy car or that giant screen TV. Forget that some poor schmuck out in the Philippines was paid twenty cents for eight hours of work. Forget that some kid in Sri Lanka was paid 10 cents for 12 hours of work, just sewing a bag for Gucci. Forget all that. You gotta have that bag. Gotta have that TV. What is wrong with the fucking world today? Why are we so self-absorbed Like I said I'm not without fault When I was younger I did I made the same mistakes Granted I never stood by and just watched something happen But god damn it, why does everybody else? We obviously care because there are people that donate to Jerry's kids every year. Or at least they used to. I don't even know if that fucking charity is still going. He wasn't doing that for sponsors. So there's people out there that actually care. But where the fuck are they? I'll tell you where. They care from a distance. Which which is what I'm asking you to do. To care from a distance. I'm not asking you to come into my studio. Physical studio anyway. I'm asking you to come into my virtual studio. And tell everybody your story. And yes, I don't care how boring you think it is. I don't care how uninteresting you think it is. It is a story. And I have to tell you, even the most boring books are stories. The best part is these are non-fiction books. These are non-fiction stories. Unless, of course, you come in and spin a yarn of a major life that you just made up. Honestly, I won't know the difference because I'm not going to do any research on your life. Oh, sure, I'll do some pre-interviews. I always do, but why don't you let other people decide if your life is boring or uninteresting? Or better yet, let me decide, because I got to tell you, everyone I've spoken to, I've managed to find something interesting in their life so far. Beth, Joetta, Mish. TJ All those people. Just like you and me. They went through some other things that we didn't. But I can tell you I'll bet you that that helped someone out there or at least I hope it did so I can honestly say that I don't know if I'll be able to continue it A, for the lack of people and interest in helping me And B, because there's a lack of money. I'm not rich. I'm not Jeff Bezos. I'm just some poor schmuck who thinks he can help the rest of the world. whether I'm successful or not I don't know but at least I fucking tried can you say the same oh sure you can go into a soup kitchen or a, a church and help people that way. Volunteer somewhere. In fact, I encourage it. All I'm asking for is about 10 or 15 minutes out of your time. Or depending on how much you talk, a whole hour. I mean, PJ less than an hour and a half. But that's where my channel is going. I don't know. I do have a new interview coming on Monday at 10. 10 a.m. Eastern. With an interesting woman. Single mother. Managed to purchase her own home, save money for a down payment, everything on her own. Fixed various things in her house on her own. And she is blind. Raised a smart kid, polite kid, all on her own. So tune in for that. Make her time on my show worth it. Show the rest of the world that you actually give a flying fuck. Oh, well. Yeah, we don't have any comments. Of course. I guess most everyone is still sleeping. Which is indicative of what my channel is. No, I don't know how many people are watching. And it doesn't matter. What I care about is how much does this stuff help someone? And I hope I can honestly say it does. Because it makes me feel better. And it makes, it should make you feel better. Just sharing this. Could help someone. Maybe by some coincidence. Jeff Bezos will see this. And decide that hey. You know what? I should be doing something like that. And then he decides to donate money to a good cause or something. All because you cared enough to press a button. Or you cared enough to subscribe. Or hit the like button. Whatever you did. But at least you didn't just sit around and watch. Because as much as the views would help me. And the subscriber count would help me. I don't care about that. I care about how many people I help. That's what's most important to me, not the numbers. Fuck the numbers. I want to help people. That's what's most important to me. And it should be most important to everyone. Not just me. So I'm asking In fact, begging you to think of everyone else and lend me your time. Let's keep this channel going because somewhere along the line, If one person can be helped, that's all that matters. If ten people can be helped, even better. But revolutions and movements start like this. With one person... Trying to help. And why do we have an ACB and then FB? Why do we have a CCB or CFB or CNIB? Why? Why so many organizations? Are blind people really that different if it wasn't for the deaf they all get together and say hey I wanna I want to hear something and shouldn't that be with us Don't we just want to see something? But yet there's so many organizations that think we should see differently. In fact, they're thinking that way so much that nothing's getting done. share plenty of advancements. But laws are still antiquated. Especially in other countries. I was told last night that uh, blind people in Mexico, were' relegated at one point to just begging on the streets for money and help. My God, they're right next door to one of the richest company countries in the world, one of the richest companies in the world and hand, Jeff Bezos. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I feel. That's where I'm going. It isn't called Victor's Thoughts for nothing. So come on out and help. Stop just standing there and watching. Actually, do something. Call the police, call an ambulance. Go over there and help them to the curb. Or just yell out Hey, buddy, you're in the middle of the street. What's that going to cost you? Either way, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for listening to my rant. In fact, I don't know how long I've been ranting. Well, yeah, about an hour, just over an hour. So, yeah, looks like I had a lot to say this time. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? We'll see you next time.